You're listening to the Reason to Behold podcast. This podcast is hosted by Tolu Talks. And Arnold Reasons. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I don't know. That. I'm not feeling it yet. I think we need to find our new. Our I think new welcome swing, is nice. Groove. I think welcome is nice. It doesn't have to be to another episode. Yeah. It could be like, you're listening to the Reasons to Behold podcast. We welcome you and we thank you for listening. It sounds you like I'm bringing by. people into a church service, bro. <laughs> Preach! We welcome you. <laughs> if it's your first time here, please Raise stand. Your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're back with another episode, and we are continuing our series on getting through after the water call. If AKA you attack. Let's go attacking ATAC. If it's your first time um, tuning in and you have no idea what we're talking about, After the Article is a book which I wrote um, and released a couple of years ago. Just did no public marketing campaigns or anything. But um, that's what we're talking about. It's available on all platforms. Oh, sorry. It's available on Amazon, exclusively on Amazon at the moment. So if you're interested in anything we have to say as we're going through some of the content, to Amazon's be honest, I didn't know there UK. were really many other book platforms. Amazon is really the book platform. It really is, yeah, man. Yeah. So. Amazon after the article by Arnold Reasons. So the next bit is one can chase a thousand. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Mm. When people see things like this project from an outward perspective, it's easy to think that the person is amazing and a super talented executor, or at least something along those lines. Whilst I don't want to downplay the fact that God does give us gifts which we can develop and mature for the benefit of others, I want to give an encouraging context to you to give you hope. Despite the years I've spent doing different things to develop and sharpen the gifts God has given me, this project was far from a one-man show. God used friends, family, loved ones and even strangers to encourage me along the way. Spend countless man-hours reading, editing, challenging, developing reflective questions, designing artwork and giving useful feedback. Hand on my heart, without God using these people, this project never could and would have become what it is now. So there is great power and potential in taking your solo projects and making them corporate projects. Mm. So what are your thoughts on it? I think um, I think great things can come out of us being faithful with what Abba's put in our hands. Um, but even greater things can come out of us making use of what he's also put in others hands to take mm. our outputs to improve them to enhance them and make them better mm. and i think that was one of the big um the big things behind this reflection point because i know for a fact that like that is something that people usually focus on right they see the product they see the person who created it and they think wow amazing mm. and it can actually be what discourages some people in a weird way when the kind of thoughts that might come up for them are things like, wow, that person's so amazing. They did this that, and the other. I could never do that. Like people may be reminded of their own past failures or their times where they've attempted to do different things, um, but haven't been able to complete for one reason or another. Mm. And I think sharing this particular reflection for me was just a chance to lift the curtain on the fact that even though it may look like because you see my name at the bottom of the book that this mm. is just my output mm. this is actually a, a piece of work that had 
multiple people involved and mm. pulling and pushing at different points to help mm. bring it together. Mm. Um, so yes, that was a big part of why I included it. And I guess I did so with the hope that it would again encourage people. Mm. Mm. And I think you're so right. Like when you think about even the body of Christ, it's like, there are so many different parts and they all need each other. Yeah. There's not really like a body part that could function by itself. Like your head without the rest of your body is useless. Mm. You know, like your arms separated from the rest of the body is useless. Mm. And if you think about the rest of the body, the rest of the body can function without an arm, but it's not functioning at its, at its full potential. Mm. You know, so even in things like this, it's like everybody is needed, you know, to get to the desired outcome everybody needs to play their part um and it's that thing of you know i never even thought about having my name on or in your book do you know what i mean and it's like i was just doing it just because it wasn't because i wanted the glory for it mm. but it's like we all have to be willing to play our part and recognize that you know whether whether you're in the book or not the glory is still there do you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. god still rewards you know your input and it's like the glory from man isn't actually that important because yeah. bro a lot of the people that will read this book i will never meet yeah like yeah. they won't even know who tolu is it doesn't mean anything you know yeah. <laughs> the, the person who really needs to know is god and god already knows yeah you know so so i think it's it's that thing of like yes we should be willing to absolutely do our own works yeah but we should also be very willing to to contribute to other people's work to support other people in their work yeah. And that's actually part of the works that we've been called to do, you know. It's true, man. It's so true. And I think it's such an important point because that is the other side of it is that you can get so caught up in just focusing on your own work and your own outputs yeah. that you, you shortchange other people 100%. by not allowing them to benefit from the the things that may be in you, the things you may be entrusted with, the gifts that you may have, the talents and all of mm. those kind of things. Mm. which may actually help to enhance and improve their work. And I think Take sometimes it. we forget that we live in a bit of a countercultural way as Christians, right? Mm. Because it talks about, you know, being generous with people and it says yeah. given, it should be given unto you. And mm. we usually talk about that in terms of money, but actually it's in terms of anything, you know, mm. <clears throat> as you give people your time, other people will give you their time. You know, mm -hmm. as you give your talents to other people, that will also be brought back to you in ways that you can't even imagine. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like, you know, it's it's worth not just looking for the people who can help you on your journey, because that's mm. definitely important. And God will bring those people, but it's also looking for who you can be a two to. You yeah. know, who can you come alongside and be the two that makes it 10,000 and not 1,000? Yeah, yeah. And that is something that, like we we don't always we don't always reap in the same place that we've sown no and i think it's important to even know that and recognize that even when it comes to contributing in the ways that we do to the works mm. of others mm. because like you can have one person who you've been spending all sorts of time efforts trying to support to help yeah. and you may never see anything come back from that person but i think going back to the point that you mentioned abba sees all of these things and so 
after years of supporting and helping and blessing and all of that kind of stuff, you may then find that somewhere down the line, at a time when you need help and you need support, mm. a stranger who owes you nothing steps mm. in and ends mm. up doing something to support what you're doing too. Because um, sometimes we do see a return of some kind, maybe not the exact same kind, in the yeah. place that we've sown or directly to the people that we've been supporting. But I found anyway, in my experience, that you oftentimes, you oftentimes see it coming from so many different directions. So and I guess that's, that's where you really start to see the corporate way mm. that Abba uses his body to support where support is needed. Because I also feel like, even if we think about seed time and harvest, like there's a multiplication effect. Yeah. And sometimes one person can't even give you the multiplication yeah. of what you've sown. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like it has to come from different places as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's not yeah. just that straight reciprocal, you did this for me, I do this for you. It's like, God is like, no, you've sown this, this is your harvest. Your harvest is more than you've sown. Mm. You know. So yeah, I think I think it is what you said at the end. There is great power and potential in taking your solo projects and making them corporate is so true. Because mm. none of us it says we see in part even like we we don't all see everything like yeah. there are so many times when i've opened up an idea to someone they're like what about this and this and that? i'm like whoa i never even thought of that yeah. you know so there's definitely a power in that yeah. Yeah. um and then the next bit says the one who gets up after he falls can still finish the race not just on a spiritual level but even practically speaking i started and stopped this project over five years five plus years but the point is that even after the stops sometimes years apart I still picked it back up and kept going. And now, looking back, I'm glad I did because it's finally closer to what I originally saw. So talk a bit about, about that. Which part? Um, the, the whole journey of the five plus years. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that like for you? Um, frustrating at times. Mm. Especially because... I think when you know that you see something and you can see the end and you have this great idea, this vision, this picture that you can see of the finished Mm. product, Mm. like the process and the in-between can be frustrating because doing it over five plus years, it's like, it's it's a lot of time. And I think with every start and stop and the gaps in between, it's like I'm forced to revisit what, ha- what I previously covered. I'm forced to yes. basically get my head back into what this project's all about. And so I think yes. it was definitely frustrating because especially because I'm, have, I have historically been the kind of person who, when I do something, like I want the results straight away. Mm. Like I want to put the seed in the ground and see the tree blow up before I even lift my hand from the soil. <laughs> like that's, that's who I have been historically. Yes. Um, yes. And I think through different experiences, just over years, Abba has been training me and forcing me to, I think, get in sync with the principles that he has laid out about seed time and harvest. And And the fact that seed time and harvest seasons, like the fact that as much as it may be something that I desire to put the seed in the ground and see the thing blow straight up, straight away, Mm. um, more times than not, that's just not how it tends to work. Mm. And and I guess the process of doing it over the five plus years 
could it have been done sooner maybe um mm. but i think it was something that was used as part of a process for mm. me to mm. to have that principle reinforced mm. um mm. and to even have the principle reinforced about building one brick at a time because mm. regardless of what the time frame was it just wasn't done instantly and it required mm. like tending to over a period of time mm. so so yes i think frustrating at times is one thing i would say it was um humbling and teaching mm. um in other ways and i think overall it's helped me to grow and to to have even more of an appreciation of process because mm. whether it's the five plus years for this book or some of the things that I've done firsthand with property and stuff now too. Like, I, I'm no longer that person mm. who, who, who comes at things with. I guess the, the unrealistic quote unquote expectation that every time mm. it's got to happen this way. And mm. don't get me wrong, there are certain times where I have done things and I've seen very quick results, mm. um, and I don't think that takes away from that at all. But I think my character has definitely been matured in that I still want things in as efficient a way as possible and as quickly 100%. as possible. But I also respect and appreciate process where it's needed, where it's required. And I think there's a difference between wanting to be efficient and having to have stuff the day after it, it starts. And I think that's a really important bit of maturity is understanding that I can still absolutely push to get it done as quickly mm -hmm. and as efficiently as possible. But it's not because I'm impatient. It's because I want to be good at what I do. And those are two quite different things. Mm. And I think that impatience thing is something that, I don't know, at least in my life, I think before having gone through some of these things, mm. I would not have identified and just said, yeah, Arnold, you're impatient. You get, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Because mm. I would have just seen it as, well, no, I just want to see the results quickly so that I can either mm. improve, mm. address, like mm. I want to get to the output. Um, but it serves us in the long run. Mm. Because even when you think about just this journey of being a follower of the way and stuff, like there's, that we have we we understand the world in seasons mm. we understand that there are times where you have to endure like let's talk about extreme situations like persecution and um mm. tribulation and stuff like that bro it's not like we can't microwave that <laughs> you know <laughs> like there is a need to endure and so if we've never practiced the the muscle of enduring and of being patient and of allowing ourselves to continue standing through a season that mm. might not necessarily be comfortable mm. then when we face some of these bigger things or more serious things and more intense things mm. it won't be a surprise why we may crumble or struggle to endure yeah you're not practiced at it yeah you're not practiced at it and um. that's the that's sorry i was going to say that's the life application i think for me through things like this the process of writing a book over five plus years through the process of renovating a property buying a property mm. like these are things in the real world that 
have forced me to start becoming even more accepting of process and mm. and I think being patient and enduring definitely definitely well, one thing that was interesting for me was what you said I'm glad I did because it's finally closer to what I originally saw so that sounds yeah. like it's not actually what you've seen yet oh not yet at all and, mm. and this is the thing is that it's this project has been so like meaningful for me because the first round, the first version, imagine I've, there's two editions that have been released mm. and that was even before there has been an official, okay, now we're going to really push this thing. We're really going to market it. We're really going to mm. like make people aware of it, mm. you know, but even in saying that the first version was just minimum viable products, like I mentioned in, I think the last episode we recorded, mm. Mm. Um, the second iteration for me was an improvement of that and again another step closer to the final thing that I have seen but again it still isn't like the full full fat <laughs> if that makes sense mm. um, how close would you say it is it's a tough one to say bro if I'm honest with you I think we're probably at like 30 percent 30 yeah if that wow. and that's even being generous um, so what what do you feel is still to come? Uh, they're gonna have to wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> give, give, give them small taste. Give them small taste. Foreshadowing. Take up the second edition <laughs> and taste yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because this is the thing, right? And I think this is one of the things that this project is first hand evidence for me of is that even when you create something, just like mm. the iPhone. There are always going to be opportunities to improve it, to enhance it, to make it better. And I think the truth is with something like this, I'm the kind of person that, bro, 10, 20, 30 plus years from now, mm. all things going well and permitting that I'm still here and things haven't wrapped up by then. Mm. Like, I, will, I it is my objective and it's my goal to continue improving it. Because I think naturally the technology we're going to have 10 15 20 years from now is going to be very different right the the mediums that we use to educate to learn to grow all of that kind of stuff are going to be very different 10 20 30 years from now and so i think i'm just using technology advances as one example of many i think there is always going to be opportunities or there will always be opportunities for me to to make it better and to improve it so yeah, 30% I think was even generous. And wow. then even within that as well, forgetting technology developments, there are other ideas and plans that I have with it, yes. which I did see from the beginning. Um, And so, so yeah. So even with that said, like I, we were speaking about last week, about the example of the parable of the talents, mm. for me, version one, let's get some interest. Let's get some mm. return mm. on what he has deposited mm. in me. Version mm. two, all right, let's get some even more interest. Let's enhance it and make it better. So even mm. as I'm continuing to do, because you know you could sit through it and say, okay, I'm not going to release this until it is the final version of what I see, mm. right? And you'll be but here then, in 20 years, not released, bro. It's 2023. We'd be here all these years later, and nobody would have any idea. We wouldn't be recording talking about this at all. It would mm. just be. And it would have been a 30-year project. Yeah, like so. So yeah. Hmm. 
I think that's so key. I think that's so key. Because it is that thing of how do we start generating interest as quickly as possible? And I've never thought about it in that way. Mm. Um, and that's why like action is so important. And you know that thing about massive action in terms of let's do what we can while we can. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, yeah, it's just such an interesting balance between, because I think, have you have you read Tiny Habits? I haven't, no. So, so basically it talks about um, if you are trying to do 100 push-ups, instead of just trying to say, I'm going to do that every day because it's mm-hmm. 100 push-ups, you might not even have time to do 100 push-ups every day. It's like, why don't you commit to a tiny part of it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's that thing of, actually, every time I shower, I'm going to do two push-ups. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have triggers and you have things like that that mean that when you want to get to that big, big goal, mm. that's how you start to do it. So it's kind of like what we've talked about before when you say, you know, I'm just going to go to the gym. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to get there. I'm just going to be there, even if I'm there for 10 minutes. Mm. Right. And it sounds opposed to this thing of taking massive action. But it's like if you take the approach of I'm going to do it, but then you break it down into chunks, they can work yeah. together. Yeah. You know, you build to massive action. You don't just go from zero to massive action. Yeah. You know, you've got to build your way up there. And it sounds like they're opposed, but actually they work quite well together when you know how to work it. Yeah. I definitely think that those those little things, the little habits, are what lead to the massive action and will 100%. give you the muscle and the strength to actually execute with massive action and not just once, but consistently thereafter. Consistently, even looking at things like the gym example you mentioned, like mm. I have tried and failed enough times with the gym to learn that going to the gym for the first time after having not trained for months, if not years, and then thinking, mm. All right, cool, I'm just gonna max out, I'm gonna commit to doing seven days a week, training mm. three hours each day. Mm. I already know how that goes. I've tried mm. it, it didn't mm. work, doesn't work, you know, and and I think. <laughs> Spending enough time with myself, I learned mm. that before I start committing to some of the, the things that I know are going to lead to the the impact or the outcome of massive action, sometimes the massive action is just starting with that commitment of, okay, I'm just going to show up three times this week. Got it. And then building from there. And it's that building that snowballs into what is massive action. Yeah, man, that's that's so, so true. Um yeah, no, I really agree. I think that's a really good natural place for us to to wrap up this episode because we've just gone through the acknowledgements. The rest of it is just shouting out people by name. So I don't think we're going to go through that right now. But yeah. if you want to see who he shouts out by name, then grab the book on Amazon after the article by Arnold Reasons. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.